1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, Peter writing says, and you are all living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. In this passage, Peter calls us living stones. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are a living stone. Not only that, listen, this is really gonna surprise them, ready? You're a holy priest. Just go ahead and tell the person next to you. You're a holy priest, right? The whole idea is this, is that, that God is a builder. God's a builder and God, God has an agenda on this earth. The sovereign God who created this planet with his word, he spoke this planet into being. And then he created man. And the, the strange thing is that he gave man dominion on this planet. And the, the assignment went like this, like, this is mine. God saying, this is mine, my planet. I have an agenda for this planet, but I am delegating that to you. Is that, that God, instead of just speaking out his agenda, for some weird reason, has chosen to partner with you. How many of you think it would have been easier just to do it himself, right? But he has chosen to, to partner with us in his agenda. So God is doing something on this planet at this very moment. But he does it through his body, through his people. And so you and I, you and I are the raw materials, the building block the building blocks for what God is wanting to accomplish on this earth. So in this series, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about what God is wanting to do through us for his agenda uh, to move forward. And so in this series, what I wanna do is I wanna look back in the Old Testament at things that were physically built, like physical things that were built in the Old Testament. And something you need to know about the Old Testament is the Old Testament gives us physical pictures of spiritual truths. So when we look at things in the Old Testament, even though it's a physical thing, it's most of the time teaching us a spiritual truth. So we're gonna look at things that were built in the Old Testament and not just appreciate them as a good story, but see if there's any application for us here today. So this morning, I wanna begin with a story that we referenced a couple of weeks ago as I was speaking, we were talking about the end times. And in Matthew 24, Jesus tells us that the end times will look like the days of Noah. So we're gonna go back into our Sunday school days and we're gonna talk about Noah and the ark that he built in Kentucky. book of Genesis in, uh, in, in the six, beginning about the sixth chapter, the, the story of Noah, the account of, I, I hate to call things stories because it tends to be a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. It's the account of, some, of, of, of the life of Noah. And here's what happened is that, of course, God had created the earth. He had created man. Man sinned. And in a few generations, Man, mankind had multiplied and so had evil, evil multiplied. 
And God looks down on the planet and he says, this person, these people that I created have made a mess of things. And so he makes a decision that God is going to send judgment on the planet. Remember the story? So God's gonna judge the planet. But he looks down and the Bible says that there was one man, there was one man on the planet of all the evil people in the world, there was one man. The Bible said that he was a just man. The Bible even called him perfect and that he walked with God. So God says, I'm gonna pour out my judgment on the earth, but this man is not going to receive my judgment because this is a righteous man. So he chose one man. Then he commissioned the building of something by that one man. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. And he, uh, he gave the specs for the ark, right? He laid out the dimensions and what it was to look like. And so he commissions him to build this big boat. And then he even tells him the materials, the building materials that he's gonna use to build this, this, this big boat. And the material was wood. There was no, all you welders, it's okay. There was... It's just, I think y'all thought that was a trick question. Y'all were like. So here's God's judgments coming down. There was one man who was perfect. He was commissioned to build something and he was to build this out of wood. Now, let's look at Bible symbolism. I don't, I don't know if you appreciate Bible symbolism, but I'm telling you, it'll open up the kingdom of God to you when you begin to study symbolism. So let's, let's look at the symbolism of these, these four points I just made. God was, was going to send a flood. What was the flood? The flood was a symbol of God's judgment. So he's gonna send his judgment on the planet. Then he chooses one man, Noah. Listen to me, church. Noah is a picture of Jesus. God's judgment was gonna be poured out, but there was one man. And that one man was gonna save humanity by the work of one man. Do you see that? So Jesus, I mean, Noah is a picture of Jesus in this story. And then he said, he said, you're gonna build this boat. Now in Bible symbolism, I don't have time to give you all the details of all this, but in Bible symbolism, when you see a boat, guess what it's a picture of? It's a picture of the church. And so, 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 so Noah was commissioned to build a boat. Guess what? Jesus has been commissioned to build a church. He told Peter, remember? When Peter has that revelation that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said to him, yes, that's it. And on you and on that foundation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, right? Jesus is building something today. He's building something, but guess what he's building? He's building his church. What is the job of the church? The job of the church is to be the sanctuary for those who have a covenant with God. They hide in the sanctuary of the church and it, it causes them to miss the judgment being poured out on the earth. Isn't that something? So judgment's coming, Jesus is here. And he's building the church. Now I want you to think about something with me. Um, 
you know, the story of Noah. I mean, that day he heard from God to, to build a boat was probably an exciting day. A few thousand days later, it's probably not that exciting anymore. He's just grinding it out. Anybody know how long it took Noah to build the ark? It was over a hundred years for him to build an ark. Every day, what you gonna do today, Noah? Well, I think I'll build an ark. He's just building, building, building. He didn't know when judgment's coming. He didn't know when the rain's gonna start. All he knew was keep building, just keep building. And the neighbors, like, where's your house? Well, you go by the guy who's building the big boat. <laughs> Drive by that, and we're the third house on the right, you know? He's just grinding it out here. He's just doing his thing. And all he knows is he's just obeying God. He's building something. You know what? 2,000 years ago, Jesus left this planet, but he's been building ever since. And he's just steady building. People are saying, when's, when's judgment coming? When's the end coming? Bible says he doesn't even know that. Only the Father in heaven knows that. But there's coming a day. There's coming a day when God's judgment's gonna be poured out on this earth. But Jesus has been building, amen? And he's got this church, right? Listen, the flood was bad news for everybody except Noah and them. They went on a worldwide cruise. Right? And that's the way, I mean, God is, guess what's happening right now? The church is being built. As a man stands up and speaks the word to people, his church is being built. So Jesus has just been steady at it for, for over 2,000 years now. And he's building his church. And there's a reason and a purpose for it. But the building materials that Noah used, of course, was wood. It was gopher wood, which was a, actually a type of a cypress. And in Bible symbolism, and I'll show you more of this later as we go on in this series, but in Bible symbolism, wood symbolizes man. It's mankind. And so Jesus is building the church, but guess what the raw material is that he's using to build his church? It's us. But we tend to institutionalize the church. But if you just kind of look to your right and look to your left, there's the church. If these buildings go away and, and we can't meet here, does it mean the church doesn't go away? Absolutely not. Because this is just where the church gathers. Church isn't a location, it's an identity. And you and I are the church that he is building and he's building with us. We are living stones in this thing. And he's using us, right? And so, so God is at, at work. He has an agenda. Jesus is the master builder. He's building something. And we are the materials that he's using to build his church. But you and I have to have a proper heart posture if we're gonna be involved in this thing. We're gonna have to know that it's, it's our job to be a two by four, as sexy as that is. Come on, right? Look at this verse with me in Romans 9, verse 20 and 21. Paul writing, he says, no, don't say that. Who are you, mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me like this? Listen to verse 21. 
when a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have the right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? The clay doesn't get to say to the potter, um, I'd like to be handled in this way. I'd like, to, I'd like to, to fill this purpose. No, no, no. Come on. If you have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, you've been bought with a price, you've been saved. Our job is to give our lives to him. Listen to what Romans 2 tells us. It says that our job is to give our lives to him, a living sacrifice. The good news is God doesn't want dead sacrifices. He wants living sacrifices. And so when you, as long as you and I are walking this planet, breathing the air that he put on this planet in the bodies that he created for us, as long as we're walking on this planet, our job is to say to the master builder, I am your clay. You form me however you want me to be formed. You use me in whichever way you want to use me. And it should be our honor and our pleasure to do so. If we truly understand the price that has been paid for you and I, maybe that's the, that's the biggest deal is that we don't understand the price that was paid. It was a high price. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we are his workmanship and we were, we were been created for certain good works that he prepared beforehand. God knew you before you were formed. And he said, oh, I got some plans for Miss Julie Giordano. Oh, I know what I want her to do, right? And he's laid out these plans. And our job is to say, yes, Lord. Paul wrote in Galatians, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. May we as a church have a heart posture that just says, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. So that's, our job is, is we are living stones. We are what God is working with to accomplish his agenda, to build what he wants to build. And specifically, we're talking about the building of the church today. And so I want to walk you through, since we know that, that the ark was built out of wood and that the church is built out of people, I want to look at how a two by six becomes a two by six. The process that makes it useful to a carpenter, right? So we're gonna look at this and then I wanna show you how it applies to your life and my life here today, okay? Now, we've all gone to Steins. We've all gone to, I gotta make sure I hit them all, right? Home Builders. I mean, Lowe's and Home Depot, they're okay without us, but I mean, Stein, the local guys, right? We gotta hit those guys, all right? I mean, we've all had a project and said, okay, well, you know, I need some lumber. And so you roll up to the lumber yard and, and you go and there's a, there's a beautiful stack of, of two by sixes there. And you're like, that's exactly what I need. But, um, you know, that two by six didn't start out looking like that. The process began in the woods somewhere. When a, uh, someone in the forestry in the forestry world, went walking through the woods. We'll, we'll call him a lumberjack. I don't, think, I don't think we have lumberjacks anymore around here, but let's say there's a, a lumberjack rambling through the woods. Looking, he wants to make a two by six. And so what does he do? He goes out in the woods and, and you find a tree. He finds the tree and he chooses the tree. And he said, that's the tree for me. This tree is the tree for me. 
that was a cute little, cute little rhyme there. And the tree, oh, praise God, I've been chosen. Yes, I'm the chosen one. Yes, this tree's so happy, I've been chosen. But guess what the first step in the process is when you've been chosen? First step is, listen to me, church, the first step is that tree has to die. That tree dies and falls with a big thud. Now, what, is, what does that have to do with anything, Jody? And certainly, what does it have to do with us? Listen, many of us get this wrong. When we come to the Lord for salvation, we die. We don't just add this to our life. Christianity is not just something we add on to our life. We die. And the Bible says that we don't even choose God. He chooses us. And so if you're born again here today, you've been chosen. Hallelujah. But you got to die. First step is to die, right? And many of us don't know that. We, we, don't, we don't understand that, but, but we die when we, when we become born again. You hear me beating on that? That's the first step. And so this tree falls with a great thud because he's been chosen. And then the next thing is he... He takes that chainsaw and just walks down and starts cutting limbs off, just hacking things off. There's just sawdust flying and, and, and things are being cut off of you. Come on, that's called the sanctification process. Because once we hit the ground, we're dead. Now he's going to work on us. Come on, when we got saved, the habits that we have before salvation ought to not be the same habits we have after salvation. There's just something ought to look different about our lives. And so he just goes to work on us with that chainsaw. And that's not pleasant. That's not comfortable. May not even be what you signed up for. But there he is working on us. Why? Why? Why is he doing this? Oh, he's got a purpose for you. He just needs to do a little shaping first. So he begins to change things in our life. And, and, and hopefully your life looks different. After you, after you become born again, your life looks different. And so, man, that chainsaw's ripping and, and, and limbs are being cut off and, and uh, maybe cut to length. And then finally, okay, that's over with. So then you get dragged through the woods. Anybody ever in your Christian life feel like you've been dragged through the woods? Dragged through the woods and finally, oh, I'm put on a, put on a truck. Thank God. Things are gonna get good now, right? I'm on the truck. Well, no, guess what? That, that truck brings you to a place called the sawmill. Throw you up on a table. Big, big saw blade starts spinning, heading towards you. Starts cutting things off of you. Starts shaving off the bark. Starts doing a, a rough cut, kind of getting you in rough shape. Is that fun, church? But isn't that like our Christian walk? We come to the Lord... I mean, if you're, if you're walking with God, he's, he's changing some things in you. He's, he's cutting off the rough edges. He's cutting off the scaly bark. He, he starts his process in us. And some of us were like, oh Lord, what have I done wrong? What have I gotten myself into? I took a wrong turn somewhere. No, no, no. You're just in the process. And he's shaping us. And, and so you get rough cut and then whew, finally that's over. Then comes the exciting part, ready? It's the drying part. 
So these rough cut boards are then taken and they're stacked. And they're stacked next to each other and they're stacked on each other. And you put these little shims in between, in between the layers because what you want what you want in this stack of wood is you want air movement. You want the, the air to be able to move because you're in the drying process now. So, so they're stacked and, and, and not touching one another so that air can move around them. And then um, for the drying process, often, often what they do is you put weight on top, on top of the stack. You put, put weight. Now, now, what could this mean for us you know, sometimes we give our life to the Lord and we're excited. We think this thing's going to be so fun. And I mean, I'm just going to burst right in and, and all of a sudden we find ourselves sitting on a shelf somewhere. We feel like maybe, maybe God forgot about us. He didn't forget about you. He just got you in the process. And you're sitting there and you're drying. Listen, the important part of the drying process, it's air movement. In scripture, wind and air represents the Holy Spirit. See, in that wind, that air is moving around. And it's not, it's not shaving off bark on you. It's pulling out what's on the inside of you. His work, the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Listen, it was uncomfortable going through the sawmill, but now all of a sudden there's something deeper happening. He's getting down into hurts. He's getting down into brokenness. He's getting down into wrong thinking. He's, 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 his work, and that work is deep. And it's not, it, it, it can seem boring. It can seem like nothing's happening here. But, but listen, the word tells us that we need to let patience have its work in us. And we just need to be patient in the process. And, and often when that's happening, like I said, you put weight on it. Because if you don't have weight on the stack during that process, there'll be some warping. The work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the air, it'll, it'll be some warping so there's pressure. Remember Shawshank Redemption, time and pressure. Don't act like you never saw that movie. You know, we've all seen it. Time and pressure, right? Isn't this our life? Isn't this our Christian walk? I mean, doesn't this remind you of us? And so there's that drying process. And I can look back in my life and say, there was times when I, I just thought maybe God forgot about me or I'm out of God's will. No, no, no. I was in his process. And it gets dried out and, and gets more useful and, and, um, uh, and then finally, after that process, it's like uh, the, 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 the board is like, finally, that's over with. Let's, let's go to the next step. When, when do I become really useful? Well, we're not there yet. Because then it goes through the planer. You know what a planer is? You know, the rough cutting has been done, but now the finer shaping happens. You go through the planer and it kind of smoothing you out a little more. It's kind of rounding off your edges. How many of you, the person sitting next to you, they just need their edges rounded off just a little bit more, right? But you see that? You see there's steps in this. How many of you can recognize that if you've been walking with the Lord long enough, there's seasons, there's times. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes there's friction. Sometimes it's noisy and it's not. There's times when it's boring and you need patience. But listen, just stay in the hand of the one who's shaping you. Through the planer it goes. Finally, stamped. Got that little tag on the end of it. Bundled up, brought to the, to the lumber yard to be useful for some purpose, right? 
Yeah, and then someone comes along one day and you, you pick out this two by six, so, so it's over, hallelujah, right? No. See, the builder will then bring the raw material to the thing that he's building, to the, to the project that is being built. And even though this is a, a perfectly useful two by six, he needs to find the exact application for this two by six. Where does this two by six fit in? And so as the project is going along, where does this two by six go? And then there's, there's a spot and, and that's when it, the tape measure comes out and it gets measured and there's like a final cutting. Cause it's like, I mean, you're a good two by six, but I need to just do some, some just fine cutting to make sure that you, you're gonna fit exactly where I've designed you to fit. And so all throughout the process, there's just shaping of us, the shaping of our lives over and over and over again. But finally, finally this two by six winds up where it's supposed to be and it's put in place, but the last step is that it's fastened. What is it fastened to? Listen to me, church. It's fastened to other wood. It's fastened to other boards who have been through the process. What God is doing in his church He's shaping us, you. He's shaping you. He's got you in the process. He has a specific purpose for you and his purpose, because remember what we're building here is the boat. It's the church. And you and I are gonna be shaped, but then we're useless until we're connected with other boards. Until we come together as his church connected with each other, leaning on each other, holding each other up, supporting one another, connected. That's what Jesus is building today. He's not building an institution. He's not building a corporation. He's building his body, his bride, and we are interconnected and we need one another. And we need to be fastened to the believers around us. Church, I need you and you need me. We need each other. Because guess what's gonna happen? One day, we know this in scripture, one day, God's judgment again is coming to this planet. It's not gonna be in the, way of a, in, in the way of a flood like it was in Genesis, but God's judgment is coming here again. Can I hear an amen? He's coming back. But God, through his master builder, Jesus, Jesus is building something. You know what he's building? He's building a sanctuary for those who have a covenant with God so that when God's judgment comes down, his church goes up. You see that? His judgment comes down, his church goes up. That's why Jesus is gonna step out on the clouds one day. And with, the, with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the blast of a trumpet, guess what he's doing? He's calling his church up. He's calling, and his church is that sanctuary for those of us who have a covenant with God. That's exciting. But not only are we in the sanctuary, we are the components of the sanctuary. How do I want to end this morning? I, I want us to to first of all understand and give ourselves to the process that says, Lord, I am not my own. You can have my life. You can have, in fact, everything that I have, everything that is me, you have given me. I didn't create any of it. It's you. 
And so we need a heart posture that says, I am a living stone in your hand. You're the master builder, I'm the stone. You're the potter, I'm the clay. He's the carpenter, I'm the two by six. We need a heart that says that. Also though, there's some of us in here and, and you're going through tough times and, and this thing didn't turn out like you thought it was gonna be. Listen to me, you're in the process. Yeah, but Jody, things are hard, you're in the process. Oh man, I'm just, I'm not fitting, you're in the process. Just weather the storm, weather the storm. Stay in the process. The only way we lose is if we get out of the process. The pressures that life brings, it's the process. He's in the process. So if you're, if you're struggling, don't, don't, don't get all freaked out. No, it's time to lean in and appreciate the fact that you're in the process. And thirdly, our third response to this message is we need a greater appreciation for one another for as fellow living stones. And the fact that, that so I'm gonna be built on somebody and somebody's gonna be built on me. And church, the, the days the days of just showing up to a quote church and doing a church service, those days are over. It's time for us to, to adhere to the church, to cling to one another, to lean on one another, to grow one another, to encourage one another, to love one another, to pray for one another, to hold each other accountable, to disciple one another, to church, we need this. This isn't real popular in our society, but I believe the pressures of the world around us are gonna cause us as the church to become more and more a picture of what Jesus is trying to build as we begin to lean on each other more. Would you stand with me, please?